Welcome to Profiling Criminal Minds. I'm Dan. And I'm Dr. Edmund. Ha ha! You caught yourself. Very proud of you. Yeah. We haven't done this in about four weeks, so we're out yeah. of practice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was trying to remember, is this a quarantine special we're doing, or is this no. our regular shows? No, it's one of our regulars. So. Uh, exactly. I'm Dr. Right. Redmond. You're darn right you are, and we're here, as the title suggests, to talk the second season of The Alienist. Uh, a show that we, I think, conditionally liked the first season of. Like, there's yeah, both good and bad stuff in that first season. Yeah, because we did the comparison as well. Like there were there were some good things in it, and we did the I did the comparison in that. I oh, know I with had the, read book. the book. Too. I had read the book too. So yeah, so you know yeah, we were able to talk about the differences of the book and the ways in which the book was clearly better. Right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. But you know, at um, the same time, it was a fun romp that only badly botched the characters a few times. Yeah. Yeah. So it wasn't it wasn't that bad. It wasn't. Um, prodigal son good but you know had a good time and would that i could say the same about the second season okay okay what i was going to say was moribund (laughs) that's not not unfair oh it was it was so tedious and flat yeah oh my god i don't know i don't know what they're doing with with sarah's character but wow yeah, it was terrible. Uh, oh, I mean, what I was remember when we were talking about doing this, I said, remind me to bring up Amanda Teagarden. Yes, yes, yes. Amanda well, they are. Yeah, they're Hallmark. Ah, okay. You know, the, like the garage sale books and the. So she's the librarian bunch of these books, right? Okay. Oh Lord. Yeah. You know, right? I mean, it was almost that bad. Like I was. I had watched it twice. I watched it the first time because we were gung ho, and we were going to do it. And then somehow or another, we, we got just got way... busy with a bunch of things. Yeah. Yes, including Prodigal Son, and who wants to go to <laughs> the Alienist when while we've you're been watching, watching Prodigal, Prodigal Son? Son. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right? You know, you're having such a great time. You don't want to turn around and have a slog. Yeah, yeah. and so I watched it the second time yesterday. And it's so much slower the second time, I would imagine. Oh, it was really a slog. It was such a slog. Yeah. And I, like, I, I understand, sort of, first of all, it was only eight episodes. Yeah. Okay. And they must have started filming it when COVID hit. Or maybe they. Oh no, no! This it. was done. This was all done before COVID. Oh, no, the whole okay. Show. So then it was only no in post production. Yeah, no, no. This was all yeah. uh, in post production during COVID. So no. They're, okay, because post production isn't a problem. Yeah, exactly. You know, because you can isolate yourself and you don't need ten people in a room to do post production. Well, I think the weird part about it is, like, they don't have eight episodes worth of story to tell. Well, they would have if they'd gotten, if they'd stuck to the book. Well, yes. Here's the problem. You haven't read the book yet. I have not read the book, yes. And I have read the book. Yeah. And. I assume it is more sprawling just as the first book was. Oh, well. To a certain extent, the first show. uh, uh, Yeah, the first show. Yeah. I think Caleb Carr isn't going to write another alienist book. Well, I mean. 
it's it's been a while, so yeah. I think if he was going to write another one, he probably would have done it by now. Right, that's what I would think. Um, maybe he. Um, I I don't know. I I don't care what they did was so wrong because, of course, the book is is the story that Stevie tells. Yes. Um, In the same way decides. that the first one is John, a journalist, writing about this thing. Yes. You know, acting as a uh, Dr. Watson type. The second one is Stevie, because it's, what, six years after the first one? Yeah, something yeah. like that. Because, you know, Teddy has moved on, and he's the Secretary of the Navy, and it's just at the beginning of the Spanish-American American War. War. So he's, you know, Teddy's about to invade Cuba, you know? Uh, is where the story is set. set. No, and Stevie is telling it. Yeah, and Stevie yeah. is telling it from the viewpoint like twenty years later. Yeah, because he's dying. Oh dang! Well, he's he's got cancer. Oh okay, and so he's telling the story of this other thing that happened. Well, he figures that. if John can write books, why can't he? <laughs> well, that's nice. And tell a story, and he figures he might as well do it. He knows he's sick, and it's you know it's he has his own smoke shop. Like, so what the book does is give you a whole bunch of sort of things about what happens, has happened to everybody. Afterwards, right? Yeah. Okay. So that helps. Um, It also helps. So he decides he wants to go back, though, and tell this story because it was an even worse story than the first one. The previous. Ah, okay. Okay. And there isn't just a problem with. um sarah's character i mean at least now here let me tell you please the first time i watched i thought well at least they've made her more um self-reliant or clearer like the last episode of this eight these eight episodes yeah i have actually fewer problems with the last episode than i do with most of the others but, you know, I mean, she, as I said, she Amanda tear gar- tea gardens it. Yeah. I mean, she just barrels And for people in, she... who don't know that, who that is. Oh, she's, she's this character who, um, is, is a, de- a librarian who's a detective and she just goes and barges in to all sorts of things. And she is completely, she says things that she shouldn't be saying she talks to people and she has no sense of propriety and yeah that's, that's that a pretty was... good description of her vibe in this show yeah yeah okay yeah ex- you know i, I see mean why you but... would make the comparison oh yeah i mean it was it was about i was about in episode five and i had was watching because i binge watched a bunch of them because they're complete fluff by the way yeah. amanda teagarden mysteries um if you can't figure out there's one or two where it's a little iffy, but generally speaking, within about the first 10 minutes, you know, or 20 minutes at the most, you know who did it. Yeah. It's just how they're going to get there to figure out who did it. Right. Okay. But I don't want to talk about that. So, yeah, I mean, it was, well, first of all, John Moore. Yeah. Like, I don't know if I should talk about the book because I almost really need to go back to the book again to be doubly sure. 
about some right. of these things. Well, we are going to be doing a whole show about the book afterwards. So let's so you leave don't have that. To that. So yeah, you don't let's have to just try. Let yeah, but let's try and <laughs> address and it on its own merits. On its own merits, right? Which is harder for me than it is for you because yeah. you haven't read the book yet. Well, it's a little hard for me because it doesn't have a ton of merits. Uh, it's it's honestly. I don't know what they were thinking with a ton of this season. I just structurally, it takes, I mean, finding out who the killer is. And I mean, this is just weird from a TV show. Less than halfway through the series is a weird choice, right? Because, I mean, it leaves you in this weird situation where they find out who the killer is, like, surprisingly early in the story. And then she keeps getting away. And But not only is she getting away, she wouldn't even be that difficult to find because, and I can't stress this enough, she's the girlfriend of a famous mobster and everyone knows where this famous mobster lives and works out of. So I'm like, can you not just send some people to hang out around his bars and his butcher shop? Well, or I guess it's um, uh, not a butcher shop. What's the word I'm looking for? Help me out here. Uh... Oh, this is so embarrassing. Um, you know, the slaughterhouse. Place. Slaughterhouse. Thank you. Yeah, I was about to say, you know, the stockyards, but it's the slaughterhouse part of the stockyard. Like he owns a slaughterhouse. He owns a like he hangs out at a bar all the time. Maybe just send someone there until he shows up, and then follow him to her. Like it's it's really weird how they make no concerted effort to find her at all. When every rich person in town wants her dealt with. The cops want her dealt with. The rich people want her dealt with. This isn't a situation, like in the first season, where they have a hard time. Like in the first season, it makes a ton of sense why they're having such a hard time. Because everyone thinks this super rich pedophile is the killer. So the cops are actively covering for the killer. But he's not the killer. But the cops are covering up for him anyway because they think he's doing it. Yeah. Right. And so that's that's actually a really clever thing they did in the first season is you got a reason. But here, like, there's no. (sighs) okay. so what I was going to say was what bothered me is if you had done a subplot about her having some information about what is going on at this hospital. Right. This sanitarium for for unwed mothers. Right. Like and she had. Maybe something to blackmail the rich people of the... And, like, they would be terrified of information coming out that she has access to, right? That would be one thing. And you would explain why they were trying to cover it up and don't want her to be caught and maybe they let her get away with certain things. Because, again, you know, it's just poor people's uh, children she's killing. Then I would understand what the show is doing. But the fact that it takes them so long to catch her when there's no reason not to catch her just played very strangely to me. Well, I will tell you that that was, um, it, it is so hard. All I can think of with this, right. Is for some reason they decided that at an end point, remember I said to you, one of the things I said to you yesterday was, um, that, Oh, what, what, now I'm trying to remember. It was in my head and now it's gone. Okay. Well, when you get to it. I'll get uh, to it. Um, but is that, no, I know what it was. Is please. that they wanted people to have sort of happy endings. Right. Okay. But 
that, I mean, this given the, and I can't stress this enough. <laughs> it is hard because this girl who is this, I mean, they had to have some kind of a subplot. They had to create, I don't know. Remember, I complained about how they made Sarah such a passive person Yeah. in the first series. And okay, she's not passive, but nope. now she's stupid. Yeah. Now like she doesn't like know the society. Yeah, she doesn't know society suddenly. She's the society she grew up in. Yeah. She's a part of the rich people society of New York and she is shocked and like has no information and no understanding of all of the stuff that's going on there. It's really strange. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. So and in the same thing. In this case, in this this series, it's the villain. Yeah. Who can believe this woman? I know. As this 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 villain. Yep. And getting away with all of this and you know, the way she behaves with Gugu. I know. Goo, you know, his, his um, name is Gugu. Go go. It is Gugu. Yeah, yeah. You know, um I'm just like it bears no relevance relationship to the book at all. No. So no, I mean, it's um, like she's just this accomplished killer and like uh, criminal who's wonderful at evading the police and blah, and it's like oh well she's been hanging out with a criminal. It's like yeah, but he doesn't seem great at you know subtlety or anything but threatening people. And she has just a ton of very clever sneaking in and out of places unnoticed and like essentially, essentially a minor ninja level abilities. And the amount of work they did in the first show to explain why that guy could do what he could do, that he had essentially become obsessed with natives and learning to move silently the way they did. And he spent his entire life climbing on things like he never in his life wasn't clambering up things and climbing things right and then he got molested and blah blah, blah. we know his origin story right completely yep. and this time like where did she get any of these skills from How? ballet school from yes like you say from ballet school like where okay and hey i have a question like, so she had a baby when she was, okay, so she's supposed to be, like, 21 now, and that kid is, like, 10. Oh, no, not 21. She's supposed to be, like, 25 now. The kid is, like, 10. She was supposed to have a kid when she was 14 or 15. So, who was the father of that kid? And why did she go so crazy? And why did she go so crazy? The only logical thing that I could glean out of the circumstances we're told, right, is that the father was molesting her, and that's his kid, slash grandkid, and when he found out she was pregnant, that's why he killed himself. Well, it, it that to me is the only logic logical that's, that's explanation. That's the story, right? But that why should is that? That's got to be the, the story. Plot. Yeah, it's like, that has to be, because that explains everything about her craziness, and mm -hmm. her obsession, and her mother's hatred of her and the kid. Yeah. Like, if that's her daughter-slash-sister, and the, the dad's daughter-slash-granddaughter, I completely understand why the dad killed her, uh, 
why himself. the dad killed himself, why she's the way she is emotionally, not the skills, but emotionally, and everything the mother did. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's so exactly it. That, okay, that's what you thought too. Okay, when I'm okay. watching this thing, right? And I'm yeah. just going, say what? Yeah, like when like, are they going to get to the point? When like, are they going to get to the point? All they wanted to do was have these fight scenes. And all they wanted to do was have the shootouts. And all they wanted to do was, it was like even the upper crust stuff. Yeah. Stuff. Like the second time around was worse. Like the first time I'm going, okay, I want to see what they've done with the book. Yeah. You know, but the second so time you're just watching it as a show. I was, it was a slog and it was so boring and all of this crap with john moore and violet well it never pays off in any meaningful no. way like violet never gets a chance to really become a character and the problem is since the the doctor in his hospital and the unwed mothers and the mistresses stops being a part halfway through like that stops being a part of the story halfway through once they know who the killer is who isn't the the uh, an insane mistress driven mad by losing the baby from uh, her rich like because that's what you're asked to believe and like we're expected to believe that it's one of these women who've been abused in this hospital who's now coming back but no the big twist is it's one of the nurses who has who's just using this away as a way to steal children for her own you know insane purposes i know and this is but the theme of the like part of the theme of it is what happens to women in this society yeah. And that completely disappears halfway through. And yeah. it just and becomes about chasing this crazy lady. And this is this is what I said. Unless unless Caleb ha- Carr has an unclad contract that, that if he ever writes an alias novel again Alienist. an alienist novel again, yeah. then they they get they have first rights of refusal to adapt it. To adapt it. In which case I would say he's never going to write another one. <laughs> possible after after this i mean this is this is i mean and i can we will talk okay because the biggest missing link and you said that there's no stevie like he's in a couple of things he's in two scenes and i don't think it's the same actor mm -mm. like it's crazy he's in two he's in one scene in the first episode and then like in the last or second last episode second last second last episode yeah he takes the girl away he takes the girl away they're like you gotta get stevie you know get the girl to a room and i'm like oh okay and then that's it that's it for stevie and the whole show oh so weird like it was just but it was all of this race all these races and her character wasn't good and they didn't spend any time in the ultimately at the except at the beginning and i guess when i first watched it the first few episodes the first couple well, at least the first one or the first couple. Yeah. Um, you know, when he's in the hospital and when she dies, then you've got the suffragette thing going. I mean, it starts off that first episode. Yeah. Like, like it's you think really it's... going to say something yeah. about women in America at that time. Because you've got the execution, the fast track execution of this woman whose baby has disappeared. Right. Yeah. Who everyone has decided has killed her baby. All right. And then you've okay. got the suffragettes and you've got Sarah starting a detective agency and like, OK, the show's really going to say something about women before the vote and the yeah. fight for women's equality. Yeah. And then there's nothing like 
until until the last episode at the very last minute she gives a speech about it (laughs) but it's like say what so it's like you watch this and you think it's it's like i know everything about how horrible and how sexist this time was and how limited the opportunities for women were and then you got sarah just running an all-woman detective agency and having no problem doing it she has no obstacles whatsoever to she's her all-woman detective agency. Yeah, she well, she's got money, so she never has to worry about making money. No, she never has to. I mean, she does, clearly. And that the, the crazy part is, it's even a super successful ladies' detective agency. I mean, yeah, they're only getting jobs at the start, Uh, you know, checking to see if ladies are having their... I mean, it's kind of funny that the only jobs yeah. they get are women who think their um household staff are stealing from them. That is funny. Right. Yes. But at the same time, it is a successful business she's running. Yeah. And there's no one saying, like, there's no character saying a woman can't run a detective agency. There's no cops pushing back and hassling, like, a private detective. And I mean, normally in fiction and in real life, private detectives, you know, don't necessarily have the best relationship with the cops. And in this one, because it's an all female private detective agency, you'd think, oh, the uh the <laughs> it's entirely possible that the cops would have a problem with them but you see no evidence of it in the show none whatsoever like n- no one has a problem with they're doing this business like the pinkerton agency who you'd think might be mad that someone was stepping on their toes nope yeah. no no news from them <laughs> no no like, they just have the pinkerton show up every now and then briefly like yeah. as you know as, and even then we only see them at the last end when a um oh god what's the Super rich family, the Vanderbilt. The Vanderbilt. Thank you. Yes, Cornelius Vanderbilt and his fa- and his grandchild who has been uh, abducted. Abducted. Yeah. Right. Uh, thank you. I couldn't remember the name. Uh, but yeah, the Vanderbilts. Right. And, and then, okay, do we ever get a reason why she wants the Vanderbilt, the Vanderbilt child? Mate? No, none, none at all. Like she was like, obsessed like, with the I, Vanderbilts. Going, but why? Like, if you're going to write this story, you got to give us some reasons. Because I mean, there was. Like, there's no payoff about her daughter and that part of the story. There's no payoff about why. I mean, maybe she was just obsessed with the Vanderbilts because her mother was, you know, a social climber and they are the first family of New York. Right. So it's possible that that's all because it's like they're Vanderbilts. They have been running New York since it was owned by the Dutch. You know, it's right there in the name. That's why the name is Vanderbilt. Yeah, that's why it's got Vander in it, right? It's that, like, it's significant that it is a Vanderbilt child. And we don't get any explanation beyond that. Although it's possible that that is just because they're the first family and that's why she's obsessed. And the show forgot to tell us that. Like, here's something the show forgets to tell us. So you know this and I know this. But a big thing in the episode, in the show is that William Randolph Hearst, right? And everybody knows William Randolph Hearst's a bad guy. That's George Hearst's son. So you know he's trash. That's a little shout out to dead to Deadwood fans. But anyway, yeah. right? So <laughs> William Randolph Hearst, right? We know he's trash. And the one of the th- things of the season is he is trying to find like his illegitimate daughter obviously cannot be acknowledged, so she can't get a top-tier marriage to someone who it would be a big deal for a hearse to marry but so he's trying to he's desperately trying to find her the highest class husband he can and that's why john is selected but the thing is 
we know that John's family is out of money. We know he needs money, and that's why it would be good for him to marry into society Hearst's uh, illegitimate daughter. But the show doesn't explain why it's so vital that she needs to marry John, because the show never explains that the fact that he's a Skyler means that he is equally as significant to society as the Vanderbilts are. Well, they, he, tr he tries to say that this will be a good marriage for you because this will now. And the thing is, is that in the story, you never get, you see, here's the point is that in the story, like I, I'm watching this story and going, when he's talking, he would never have acknowledged a fully illegitimate. I, like he, he, he she keeps talking about her mother. Yes. I think that her mother was married to somebody else, but everybody knows that the mother had an affair with, with William him. Randolph, yeah. and that this daughter is actually because William it's Trump. his goddaughter. It's yeah. not his illegitimate daughter, so well, the daughter has a different daughter. name. Yeah, yeah, exactly. it is his his. But it the is pretense his... is that it's just the goddaughter, but everybody knows that's really his daughter. Yeah, and that's that's why everybody talks behind the back. Because her last name is, because yeah. if she was truly illegitimate, he couldn't even get her to marry a Skylar. Oh, no, absolutely. No. And that's okay. the thing. It has to be the goddaughter. The mother has to be a woman of some standing in society. society. And you're right. Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. But none of that is explained. It's not clearly explained at all. You have to read between the lines. Yeah. And like, like I'm, and I have forgotten an awful lot of the book. Right. Well, no, actually, as I was watching it the second time, I'm going, oh, yeah, oh, okay. okay. I remember and then why they did this. Yeah. Uh, no, no, what I'm saying is, oh, they really screwed this one up again. <laughs> okay. They screwed this. And there were a couple of places where I'm going, how the hell did they get there? And I'm going, uh, they don't explain to us how they get different places. It's like, I don't know what they took from the book, but it's like, they made such radical changes in well, so many areas and then mm -hmm. like and gugu and this the woman the villain is just you can't believe she could get away with all of this she's yeah. like sounds like such a ditzy um how the hell she ended up with gugu yeah how did that happen you know <laughs> like why is he so obsessed with her i it's just it's so yeah. weird that all of this stuff, and we're just supposed to accept, well, that's Gugu's girlfriend and he'll do anything for her. Okay, but why? He's a crazy murderer. Like, what about their relationship is important to him that he is willing to throw away his entire life for her at the drop of a hat? Which he is. Like, yeah. the character is willing to throw away his entire life, his whole criminal organization, and risking getting killed. To be with her. Okay. Let us in on that. Yeah. If that's what, if that's the way you're going to go, I, I'm fine with it. If you're going to go that way, but, but I want to know why. Yeah. And, um, why is he willing, you know, with all of these babies and things? Exactly. Like she's been killing babies and he's been covering for her and kidnapping rich people's babies. And he's just completely on board with it where it's like, um, I don't want to be a jerk about this, but if she really just wanted her daughter back, couldn't she have been like, hey, my crazy murder criminal boyfriend, go get my daughter? Yeah. Like, go find my daughter? 
And the thing is, if he she thought her daughter was dead, that would be one thing, but she just never found out what happened to her daughter. Well, you know, I hate I hate to be so monstrous about this, but maybe just have your scumbag boyfriend put a knife to your mother's throat and find out what happened to the daughter? <laughs> like, could you not have done that a couple of years ago? Yeah. Well, this is what I say, and she's so whiny and everything else, oh, and yeah. I'm just like, I'm just like, I, and that's what really, I mean, it was bad, and well, it was sort of bad the first time. It was, I wouldn't have given it even a B plus or yeah. the first time I watched it, but this time it's now, no, we're not no. going to necessarily recommend this i'll tell you oh i don't I, think I so i don't see us recommending no. people check out the second season I no mean, i like all i like all the actors although poor dakota fanning having yeah. like oh poor dakota fanning the writing this year it's terrible like at least at least laszlo's got a couple of good scenes with uh irene adler yeah which, thank you for telling me it was bothering <laughs> me so much who that was Yes, yes, yeah, Irene Adler from the her. Sherlock series. From Sherlock, yeah. Uh, yeah, at least he has a couple of good scenes with her, right? Yeah. Uh, which I really enjoyed. Uh, I don't know if any of that is from the book. Uh, well, and it's, it's I, I don't know. It was like, they wanted to make this, um, they wanted this to have, well, you don't want to know. I can tell you yeah. what's on the book yeah, after. Yeah, don't tell me. You're right. after. No, I'm going to read the book and we're going to do a second one of these about the book. I will reread the book. Well, I'll As fast well. reread the book to make yeah. sure that everything that I remember from the book is Yeah, how there. you remember it. Yeah. Is how I remember it because this bears little resemblance. The characters, yes, the the uh, the female psychiatrist is in the book, and yes, okay. um, you know, but um, for you, sure, Violet's not in the book. Yeah. Oh, really? Okay, I don't think. I don't. I mean, I'm sitting here going, I I don't remember that in the book, but uh, maybe 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 I've. Maybe you, yeah, it's possible. Again, we're gonna, we're both gonna you're gonna reread it. I'm gonna read it. But it's like, how shall I put this? In the first, it season, was it, look everything everything they look they had these sex scenes. Okay, yes, like <laughs> between John and Dakota. Yes, you know, and I'm going, what a waste! What a waste of time. We when want you've only the, got eight episodes. You only got eight episodes, and you have a story to tell. And yeah, and and you're, just, you're not telling the story well. Well, Why are you wasting that time? Why are you wasting so much of the time in when you you have to decide what's important? Well, and I think what bothers me, right? And uh, maybe, may, uh, and again, I've I've overreacted to this stuff in the past, so you're free to tell, you're free to call me on it. But one of the things that really got me is the way that the show doesn't seem to prioritize, like, okay, again. What I thought the show was going to be, like, the whole first season is about the way the rich people use their power, right, uh, to cover things up, to do what they want, and how they are untouchable. And there's this whole underclass of all of these poor children who are exploited for the rich people's purposes, right, and who never get to, uh, who essentially are, are just, you know, fodder for their evil desires. That is that is clearly what the first season is about, and every and, part of the story reinforces that. And and that is also what the second book is about. Yes, but 
after the fourth ep and that's what bothered me so much about that at everything that happens after the fourth episode maybe i'm harping on this too much but it's like the show stops being about how rich people are bad yeah and yeah like, and when we see vanderbilt he just seems like a great guy i don't have a problem he doesn't do anything like i know he's desperate to get his grandchild back but at the same time just as a character there seems to be nothing wrong with Vanderbilt and nothing shady happens. And he's super nice to our main characters who we like. And I'm like, oh, okay, but you seem to be in wanting to show the main characters being successful at stuff, which is fine when they are successful. Like you have sucked away the whole theme of the show. That's right. And can you believe, can you believe that Stevie would have written this story? No, God, no. Of course This not. is the story that Stevie was going to write? I, mean, I don't think so. You know, a one where, like, the... We never get... Like, what is the last part of the story we see about the, um... The, the whole... What seems to be the theme of it. Like, all of the mistresses of... Uh, like, in the same way that it was about children, here's about how women are exploited by this, you know, by rich society. That's yeah. what the show's going to be about. And the last thing we see is this woman flees the hospital, shows up at the engagement party, and the doctor takes her back to the hospital. All right, doctor's not on the show anymore. That part of the show's over. Th that's it? Yeah. That's the end of that story? That can't be the... That can't be the end of that story. But it is. We get no more about it. And it is insane to me that we get no more about it. Oh, I think we we get we get some passing notification Reference. that he's gone and and they're going to close the hospital or or whatever some, down. Yeah, but it's like that uh, all happens yeah, off camera. Yeah, not, I, not only not only that, but if you close the hospital down because there's a whole class of women, yeah, who are going into the lying in hospital that are being treated. Yep, and have their babies and take their babies home. Yep. It's only this one research ward where they take special care with the the women of, you know, ill repute. Really? Women who are exploited by the rich men of New York? Yeah. But, you know, it's like... No, it, it, it is. It's through mates. everything. As I said, Caleb, as I said, if he's got a contract yeah. and they've got first writer refusal, he'll never he write an alias again. But it's like because this, this is missing the point entirely. Okay, yeah. And it is. Like, I'm going... I mean, they, as far as I was concerned at the end of the first book, and cer but certainly at the end of the first 10, ten the first episode. season, yeah. the first season, they are sort of hinting at a relationship between Dakota and the artist woman that they bring in. Yeah. That Remember at the end? Yeah. And, and, and of course, they've got Katie Stanton there as Elizabeth well, Stanton, who right? has yeah. brought in her friend, the artist, yeah. to help them. Right. And so you're, you're you're hinting at some kind of a relationship with between the artist woman and yeah. Dakota, which yes. is why it's always so such a thing that, you know, in that first thing where John is is, uh, yes, he's crazy about uh, Dakota, but she doesn't want anything to do with him yep. other than as a friend. And then all of a sudden you get this relationship thing. Yeah, well, I mean, the thing is about them sleeping together is, uh, I, I think they want to establish, like, the life John offers as being some kind of a temptation for her. 
I think that's what they want to get. They mean, they forget to do any real work setting up that she's actually tempted by it. And then she only sleeps with him after there's, you know, a tragedy and an almost death. Yes. So, you know, like that, that is, the show is clear about why she sleeps with him that one time. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I mean, they did manage to to set that up. That is pretty clear. And he thinks he can just leave his fiance and she will finally accept that they need to be together. But she just, she doesn't feel that she doesn't want that. And you're right. If it turns out she was a lesbian and she finally accepted that about herself, you know what? That actually would go a long way to explaining why she could never commit to John, right? But yeah, they, but instead something... we get, but John, I love you and you want a family and you want children and I don't want that. Yeah, I don't want that life. I just want to be a successful detective. And I'm like, yeah, yeah okay. I don't see John, you know, having the biggest problem with your career. Well, you know, she just insists, but of course he agrees that he wants, he wants a wife and he wants children. Yeah. And now of course his fiance is pregnant. So there'll be a fast run marriage and, uh, oh, exactly. they won't be waiting for the summer No. <laughs> at, at, at wherever they go at Long Island in the summer. Right. Yeah. Oh no, they go out to the Hamptons because that's, oh, that's uh, right. They went to yeah, the they Hamptons, went to the Hamptons yes. because uh, it's all the beach and that's. Well, I mean, it's what, uh, what do you call this about? The Great Gatsby. It's those kind of people out on the yeah. Hamptons all summer yeah. long. Because you can't These spend are... city in the summer. And fun fact, uh, do you know why there's summer vacation in schools? Well, because the, rich people the rich needed... people The rich people took their kids out of town for the summer. Yeah. That's why. That's the only reason there's summer vacation in American schools. Because the rich people of New York would take their kids to the, uh, to like, to the islands or to Long Island or upstate for the summer. That's true. That's why, that's why all American schools have summer vacation because of New York society. And again, that is how much these rich people of New York control how our lives are structured. The extent to which that it's true, that it's a true fact that that's why there's summer vacation in American schools and Canadian schools because we patterned them the same way. Because it was just too hot in the city during the summer. Yes. And not not for the poor of, people, but no, for the rich for the poor people. people. For the rich people. Well, the poor people didn't go to school. Yeah. They went to work. They went to work right from the start. Yeah. You know, five years old, you start, uh, you know, you start tying things up and sweeping up and then you just go from there. <sighs> It's no, it was, it was, it's, it's really, I mean, the more we talk about it, the worse it gets. Yeah. About how much they this missed book, it. And, and they missed Ted, like, like Teddy Roosevelt shows up once. Yeah. Just meant mentioned briefly and like showed up for a second. And, and I mean, they, to be they, fair at the time, the real Teddy Roosevelt was off invading Cuba. You know, well, <laughs> so yeah, it's not yes, like he's going to be I a know. part of the story. No, no, he wasn't going to be part of the story. And this, and, and, and. I understand that, except that you'll read the book and we'll talk okay. about it then. We will talk about it after I've read the book. About okay. all, all of the, like, and, and the police, like, all you're getting is, this is how they, they, they deal with this class thing. Yeah. They get Burns to make his statement about class. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And we get her at the end. Yeah. And, and that's it, really. And then they show us these, these, this sort of scandalous thing. Yeah. Right. I mean, this, this engagement party. 
Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, okay. So what? I know, right? You know, and then we get Irene Adler uh, making some comment. Snide comment know? about, you know, all of the uh, rich people cosplaying the French Revolution. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. There's only three Marie Antoinettes. <laughs> She's a Madame Pompadour. Madame de Pompadour. Yeah, I know. I thought that was kind of... I mean, it's a funny line, but it's like... No, it is! That's the closest we get to an actual statement about this, you know, this, this part of American, this part of American history, is just like this one line at a decadent party. Like, yeah, but that's what the whole show's supposed to be about. Yeah, and 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 the same thing with the uh, going taking taking him to a club, an underground club. I know the yeah the brief sex club scene. I'm yeah. like, okay, but I mean, this is really not about this has ceased being about class, and it's like you've found a way to make this underground sex club entirely about uh, his like Laszlo's emotional hangups, which is fine but you know not what the show's supposed to be about like but they just want to do a couple of character things and it's weird because they do that stuff with her uh the emotional hang-ups but what frustrated me so much with the treatment of sarah is we don't get enough like they think they're doing enough with but the way they in the last episode the last two episodes parallel her with the killer to tell us what sarah's going through but they really don't like, Sarah is such a cipher in this, and I'm so baffled by so many of her decisions and just the way she acts. They they seem to come out of nowhere and not make logical sense. And it's because they're not thinking about her. She's a part of society, okay? Give me more about how she feels about the society. Give me more about why she doesn't want to be a part of it. Because she's part of these rich people, and we're not getting the the part of her personality that factors into that the way we should be yes like it's just it's not developed at all no i mean and and we and the funny thing is is remember and i told you like earlier on like when we discussed the first season yeah that the thing that upset me the most is that she she played she was already doing sort of hospital charity work like this is somehow or another how she has um organized her life to give it yeah. meaning yes. and that that she's the one that that all of these poor people who live in these horrible tenements yeah go to like will talk to mm-hmm. and and they trust her and she's she does the medical stuff and that's all lost in the yeah. first season um yes so and then you have none of that here yes her father killed himself and that becomes the only thing. Like, all of this... That's all this! It, what? You know? And, like, literally, suddenly, she has completely lost her connection to the underclass. Yeah. And she's just a private detective. Like, her whole... As you said, like, in the book, the whole point was she's the one who knew the underclass. And now, like, she has... I mean, she seems a little... And uh, th- there's a scene in the beginning, again... Where, oh, she's frustrated that she can only get jobs working for these rich ladies who think they're being robbed from. But my problem with it is, okay, well, but that's like, does she really want to be making a difference? Does she want to be helping people? No, she just wants to be working cases for the rich. She just wants to be working the high-end cases. And I'm like, is that who that character is? Well, it wasn't. It wasn't. No. And the character in the first 
first yeah. season would Wasn't never have way. gone to bed with John no matter what. Yeah. Well, no, but again, I mean, again, it's it's almost getting killed and blah, blah, blah. But yeah, you're right. Like the one in the first season who may or may not be a lesbian, like, and it's certainly said that way, probably would never, you're right, have gone to bed with John just because had they gone that way with her. But then they don't. Like, they they don't have her care about the the social injustice and the huge imbalance. Like, the only opinion she seems to have about it is being like, annoyed that she has to put up with all these frivolous people who care about unimportant things but they don't have the next connection with it which is the frivolous people who care about the unimportant things are what's wrong with the world you know well <laughs> and, what's and, wrong with the society yeah and, and they're the ones causing yeah. the problems yes and ultimately with laszlo you don't get that either well it's very you frustrating lose, yeah. like like that school yeah uh it it just <sighs> well here's what i i'll tell you what i thought was going to happen right they identified who the killer was four episodes in and then i thought to myself oh so they're not going to be uh they're not going to be obsessed with just um this case uh here's honestly i'm watching it for the first time i haven't read the book here's what i think is going to happen i think in episode five they're going to rescue the baby and catch that woman. And we're going to find out what happened to the woman. And we're going to realize it's all about the sickness and the rot at the heart of how women are treated in this society. And the doctor and his connection to the upper class is going to be what the show is really about. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Well, no, and and, that, and, that and if thought. it had gone, if it had gone that way, it would have been so much better. Well, yeah, because the show would have been saying something and following up on the previous, uh, what the previous series had done. But then, instead of that, literally the opposite thing happens. Yeah. Like, literally the opposite. What happens instead is we never see the doctor or his hospital again. The the jerk nurse, like, the, here's what we see about the hospital again. Oh, the hospital's closed, and now the jerk nurse works for her. Uh, okay. <laughs> what? That is not, like, but instead the opposite happens. We spend three whole episodes chasing this one lady, never finding out interest, anything interesting about her or doing anything interesting with her. We're just chasing her for the sake of chasing her, right? And then at the end, and there's a baby, and there's, there's a baby. still a baby missing, there's and a there's second. still a baby missing. I know they add a second baby because they had wrapped everything up in episode five. Oh, well, I guess we need there to be a second baby, a kidnapped, and then we got her daughter. To it's like no, just explain what's wrong with her, and then focus on the real villain, the doctor, and the hospital, and the society that creates the need for the doctor and the hospital. Because the doctor's not even the bad guy. The bad guy are the people who uses the, his services. Who make the, you know, who make his services necessary. That's the real villain of the story. But you wouldn't know that from watching it. Nope. Ah. It was, no, it was, it was, it was just, I mean. <sighs> I, I told you I'm not harping on this too much. But it's like, it, it's, it's like it's sacrificing the opportunity to to be about something and say something interesting to just have this villain who we never learn anything about 
we spend three episodes with this villain. Three full episodes with this villain, and they never get into what's going on with her, really. Except for a, a blasé thing at the end of some women should never have children, and they feel pressured to have children by society, and then they take it out on their children. And I'm like, okay, I agree that that's true. I'm not going to say you're wrong, but in a show that was supposed to be about how women are used up by this society, saying that the real villain is unfit mothers, is and not only, like, coming out of nowhere, but horrifically insulting. Yeah, as I said, I, I mean, I particularly since I didn't walk away from the book with that feeling. Okay, good. Like, how do you get to the end of this show and the real villain was unfit mothers? Yeah. Because <laughs> you know what? That and, that, evil... and, that, and that family and getting married and having children That's the real good. <laughs> is the real good and John is choosing the real good. I know. He'll be happier that way. He's going to be happy now because he'll have a, a son to replace his brother and he'll yeah. have he'll have this woman who adores him yeah. and he's helping her out yeah. as well and their children are going to be legitimate and he's never going to cheat on her and oh, blah no. blah blah. I know. It's it's a it's insane that this is how the show not only this is how the show ends, but it's like I'm not kidding when I say the fact that the theme of the show is, uh, you know, unfit mothers are bad is literally what the show's a villain. The vi Well, again, what should be the show's villain, Roose Bolton, the doctor. The doctor's Roose Bolton from Game of Thrones. I didn't recognize him the whole time. Then I looked it up. Yeah. Oh, it's Roose Bolton. But anyway, like the doctor's point of view is that these are just unfit women and society will be better off if they can't have any more kids. And at yeah. the end of the show, the message is, I guess Roos Bolton was right? H how is that the end of the show? I know, I know it's, I mean, you see why I was so upset, right? Well, no, I mean, I, it, it was, and, and it was a slog getting there. Yeah. To boot. Right. Yeah. It's a slog getting there. And then the place you get, you feel like they're undercutting not just the show's own message but the message of the previous season as well, and on some level, basic human decency. Oh, decent oh, things. oh, oh, I got something else. And Please. guess what? What? The man who had the unsavory relationship in season one gets killed. Oh, he does, doesn't he? <laughs> I, I didn't totally think of that until now. That. I'm listening to you talking. Well, yeah, because the brothers... Yeah. The two we we forgot to mention because they're barely in the show. Yeah, the 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 brothers, the the Jewish detective brothers, are back, and the one who had the unsavory relationship gets shot to death by Gugu. <laughs> by Gugu, because they don't bother having real security at this place. Uh, also, here's something, and I mean, this is just going to be me. Uh, this is going to be me. If you don't object to this, uh, that's fine. But here's the thing. There is a raid on a police station to set up the end of this. Unbelievable. Thing. And that... I'm going to tell you something. While people have been sprung from jail by raids on police stations in real life, that has happened. 
no criminal gang, like, in New York, is stupid enough to kill all the cops. Like, none. Gugu's crazy, but he's not doing this on his own. And the rest of his gang would be like, yeah, if we all the co- kill all the cops, the cops are going to murder us and our families. Uh, if they had done that scene with Gugu showing up and having to kill a guy to get all the cops to surrender their weapons, and then they beat up the cops, maybe tie them up, maybe just hold them at gunpoint while they rescue their uh, his girlfriend, that's fine. But the idea that he comes in and kills... 15 cops and none of his guys get hurt apparently because all of the cops were reticent to shoot like it's not believable at all like it's not he couldn't have got uh, not only would it like no one have thought to do that but like nobody would have gone along with him to do that like if they had just come in and pointed guns at the cops and rescued her that would have been fine I would, and again, maybe they had to shoot somebody to prove they're serious. I would have believed that. That would have been fine. But the idea that there's a full-on massacre? No, that's just not plausible. No, as I said, but they decide somehow or another, what? They decided that after the first season, there wasn't enough of this uh, action, in the, <laughs> action in, in the movie. And there wasn't enough love scenes in the movie. In and, the show, but yes. It, yeah. No, yeah, that's what it feels like. And it's like, I'll bet you, do... I'll bet you. I'll that bet was their you. note. It's like we're we we'd like this to be more like uh, Sons of Anarchy. Can you make this more like Sons of Anarchy? <laughs> is is our real goal here? We're, we're big fans of we miss Sons of Anarchy. Just have them shooting a bunch of cops and nobody notices. Yeah, but you couldn't have put in John the Revelator. So what the hell? <laughs> yeah, where would that have fit? Right? Yeah, where would yeah. that have fit? Oh, oh my god. Lord. It was it's, it was it was a um it's funny, eh? Because I when I was talking about doing the show like like we because this is between season fourteen and fifteen. Yeah, of course. So it'll be up fairly quickly. Yeah. Um between season fourteen and when 15, we record this months. and when you hear it, yes. Yeah, you'll hear it within about three or four weeks. Yeah. And and I had kept saying, Well, maybe we, we should finally do the second season of Alienist, but I didn't remember it. (laughs) Well, it kind of went through my head, which is why I decided I'd better watch the whole thing again. Again. Even while I'm doing other things. But I better watch the whole thing again. And I didn't remember it was it was so bad and it was I know, such right? a slog. But like and getting through like the police station thing and the Yeah. The police uh, station it, it then she just, just run off to their she just runs off to their country home. And they wait for the cops to show up. And there's okay, I'm not even going to call it good, but there's okay scripting in the scene where Sarah gets her to not hurt her daughter. Yeah. Like, it's, it's, a, it's an acceptably no, written scene. There is, it's fine. There, there are a bunch of, in fact, the best scenes are between Sarah and, what was her name now? Libby. Libby, yeah. Yes. Right? They have a couple of good scenes of talking to each other. Yeah, guys, like in the right? in the jail cell, and then at that scene, and then mm-hmm. you know, like so. There's there's, but it's almost and like even their early conversations when you don't know yeah. who's the villain. Like yeah. they, they do some interesting stuff with the two of them and start drawing parallels, but then that all goes away except for that ridiculous speech about how some women shouldn't have children. 
know. Yeah. And actually, and I mean, that is one of those themes in the book, but it's oh, yeah. played entirely differently. Oh, yeah. And like, I, there again, is. I'm not even disagreeing with it. But my <laughs> point is, that's the main theme of the show is that evil mothers create monsters. And I'm like, that can't be the main theme of a show that's supposed to be about society and a season that's about how women are torn up and, like, you know, torn and apart thrown and out. used up by society yeah. like you can't then make the theme of the show maybe it would have been better if they just hadn't had kids no yeah. no that's not that. the theme of this show i mean it, it is i mean what they want to do is they'll give you one little sentence and yeah. that's supposed to stand for everything like when the guy says you know well is she going to be all right yeah afterwards because he really likes her yeah Oh, you know, man. and that's supposed to tell you everything you're supposed to know. No, that's not how this works. Nope. You know, and they, they, well, I have a feeling that they had, here's, here's one of the things Please. that they probably had a really, really small budget for the second season because there budget? is so much CGI. There is. Yeah. They did not do a lot of sets this year. No, there were not a lot of sets. Um, they had some because there's no travel. There's not a lot of sets. Um, yeah, I don't... you're right. They don't go anywhere this year. Like, and the, at one point, point I which... said, "Yeah, no, I'm just saying the point at which they're like, we got to go upstate to their his their old family country house, and then we just cut to upstate and the old family country house. Oh, apparently you can get there in five minutes. All right, fine. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, sure. there was all sorts of timing issues, and. Because I can remember at one point thinking, well, I was watching it because it was dark. Yeah. And I think that somehow or another, they thought if they filmed it dark, that that, that this would make it seem horrible or something. Because, yeah. and I'm going, oh, now I see. This is why they go to do Dracula movies in Hungary. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Cause, there's because no there's cinema. There's no light anywhere. The cinematographers all obviously are clearly into making sure that everything is shot dark yeah so you can't see a damn thing and that was not the case in the first one no not at all this this one was just like i'm going where am i going to see dracula come and suck somebody's blood <laughs> it did have that it did have that oh my it. lord by the time you get into the last four episodes uh, yeah the it, back it just half of this season like the back, like the first half of the season, you give them, you're willing to give them the benefit of the doubt and, and assume this is building to something. And then you get to the back half of the season, and you're just like, oh, they just, they just weren't doing anything. And whoever, whoever wrote the script didn't, yeah. um, didn't read the book. I swear to God. Well, no, obviously they read the book, but they certainly, uh, they didn't certainly, know how to adapt to you, and pull out what was critical. Things. Yeah. They yes, did not they value didn't... the correct things in the book yeah which is frustrating as hell like and i'm i'm very excited to read the book now so we can discuss it uh in more detail because this seems very interesting to me i just <clears throat> it was so difficult watching because it's like you see them brushing up against the points that they should be wanting to make yeah and then to watch them just throw all of it away is so dispiriting yeah it is well it's just yeah and and what they're replacing it with is... is sex scenes massacres and again a terrible message yeah you know just a terrible message 
Oh God. Yeah. And it's like, um, and the thing is when you talk about these women, uh, who, what do you call it? Uh, I thought, I mean, I, I know it's crazy to think this cause I talked about what I thought it should have been about. Like I thought maybe we'd have an abortionist pop up. Maybe, <laughs> you know, uh, because that's frigging relevant to the situation versus all of these women being sent off to an asylum and how they're like, yeah, maybe some women shouldn't have children. You know what? There, there's a solution for that. <laughs> but they, I'm sure that's a conversation that's way too controversial for them to get into in the show. There was all sorts of things. It was, it was just, I mean, it was, it was a lost cause. Yeah. Like it was just, it was a waste of filming. Yeah, it really is super frustrating. Like, it's funny because I'm watching uh, the same actor who plays Laszlo. He's on uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier right now. Yeah. <laughs> Having a lot more fun. <laughs> Having a lot more fun over on that show than he is here. But yeah, like, it's it's so weird because they only have to, like, they don't do the right mystery. And they only half do what they really want to do, which is they clearly want to do a bunch of character work with John, with Sarah, with Laszlo, but they half-ass all of it because they've got this, you know, thriller mystery story they want to tell that's not very good. So you put all that together and you're like, you don't get a good version. You don't get a good version of either of the things they want to do. And that just makes it all the more. And it's because of the, the law. I mean, where the loss comes in is that this is a book that Steve, this is writing this story from Stevie's point of view. Yeah. And this is what Stevie is concerned about. This is what like Stevie's And that's completely lost in this, in the, the these, this show, the second yeah. season, completely yeah. lost. Okay. Because there's there's a whole anyway we'll talk. He about gets the a book. whole story that we're going to talk about when we do the book. Yeah, episode. and it is so sad. So okay, well, thanks for telling me that. <laughs> no, well, I, I, I'm joking. It sounds like I'm kidding, but really, I'll gird myself against tragedy. You know what? Um, after after the mute lady died in the first uh, book, I never thought anything was ever going to have a happy ending in this series. So don't worry. Yeah, I no, won't no. be surprised. No, no. After the... Well, and that's exactly the whole point, right? Mary dies. Yeah. You know that this all is tragedy. Yeah. Once, and the second book dies, is like... tragedy. The second book also is tragedy. Okay. And and this this abomination of a second season. Yeah. Gives us a happy everything. ending. Yeah, tries to end everything on a happy note. I'm like, Dakota's happy. Laszlo's yeah. happy. John will. Happy. Well, he's not happy yet, but he'll be fine. He'll <laughs> be fine because he's going to have a child. Yeah, he's going to have a kid, and so he's going to forget fine. all about Dakota. Yeah, I know. That's that's what they want us to believe. <laughs> that no, I mean that's what they did. So yeah. what? You know, these guys said it had to have a happy ending. Was was Maybe. that? It wouldn't surprise me if that was part of the thing where it's like, can't we end this happily for everybody since we're probably not going to do a third season? I, I honestly, if, if you told me, if I were to find out that that's the conversation yeah. that happened, I wouldn't be shocked at all. No. Uh, really frustrating, though, is to think that it's like we get a second season of this and we can't get a third season of uh, Mind Hunters. Ugh. Very frustrating. <laughs> We still don't have a third season of Mind Oh, no, it, no, it's not going to happen. You're kidding. They released everyone from their contracts. 
I know. I'm sad too, but he's so busy. He's not going to let like, uh, David Fincher's not going to let anyone else run the show and he's too busy to do the show. So they just let everybody out from their contracts and said, go do something else. I, I, I know I was heartbroken too. You don't have to, you know how I feel. They're never like, they spent two frigging seasons checking in with BTK over and over and over again. And we're never going to get that story. You and think we're I'm never going to find this? out about, yeah. about, about the autistic child. Nope. And we're never going to find out. Oh dear. Yeah. We're never going to get, uh, well, actually they were probably never going to do the story about uh, uh about fake john douglas emotionally blackmailing a woman into marrying him <laughs> like emotionally manipulating a woman into marrying him until she flees 20 years later but uh i don't know if they were ever they ever had the guts to do that story <laughs> might have been a little too close to home for john douglas because <laughs> it's like you read the book about his courtship of his wife and i'm like oh my god you were the worst <laughs> You're terrible, John Douglas. No wonder your wife left you. Yeah, well, she did go back to him, though. I know she went back to him. After he retired. and After he retired and became less obsessive. Yeah, and, and, it, and it's actually a good story about that, that they, you know, attempted to pair in um, uh, Criminal Minds mm -hmm. with the, but then he just got together with his other ex-wife. Yeah. <laughs> Like, it's kind of less resonant, don't you think? Yeah. But, you know, we're not talk here to talk about Criminal Minds. We're here mm -hmm. to talk about what a disappointment the second season of yeah. The Alienist was and how disappointed we are that there's not gonna, uh, not ever going to be more Mindhunter. Yeah. Uh, very disappointing, very frustrating, and I'm just... The first season had its ups and downs. It had its problems. It wasn't as good as the book, but there, there was good stuff there. Yeah. Right. But here, like the closest we get to like a real indictment, like the cops aren't even bad guys in this season. No, I know. The cops aren't even bad guys. I know. They're working with Ted Levine and Ted Levine seems largely fine. Like the closest we get to like the beautiful statement. You remember the scenes in the first one with J.P. Morgan and the cops and Roosevelt and like finding out that the cops are just there to serve the rich. And it's like. All we get in that in this season is a single scene where um, Ted Levine, right, goes to the party and brings some cigars. And we see how pathetic an offering it is to men of that level and how he will like he can again, he can take out their garbage, but he can never be a part of their society. Right. And we get one moment of that. And then immediately after we get that moment from Ted Levine, he yells at a butler. And then there are no, there's no aftermath to that. For the rest of the show, Ted Levine's just trying to solve the case as if he were still the chief of police. You know, <laughs> as if he never stopped being the chief of police. Yeah. It's such, it's so weird. Yes. Well, let's give a shout out to Bitsy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I just thought she she was at least an engaging character. She was. She was. She was a lot of fun. You're and right. we're so happy that she's going to marry Lu Lucius at some point. I know. Yeah, she's a lot of fun. They're going to get married. You know, like uh, a, a radical left-wing newspaper is getting popular. You know, there's, there's good stuff in there. 
Yeah, there's, you know, I mean, there's there's, happy stuff. The one happy ending we're not going to be, you know, jerks about. Yeah. (laughs) Those two deserve a happy ending. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. All right. So uh, let's wrap it up here. I think we're out of. (laughs) I I, I know it took us a while, but we're out of stuff to complain about. Uh, So let's wrap it up here and say that um, we want to thank you for listening as always. Uh, hopefully if you enjoyed the show, we didn't, you know, hurt your feelings too badly, <laughs> but seriously, we do hope we, we made a strong case for why it was not a good season of television. Uh, seriously though, thank you uh, as always for listening. We're going to be back. Uh, this is a, two, no, this is a between season. So we're going to be back yeah. next week with, with more, uh, with season 15. Yep. Uh, with season 15 and if I can read it by then, this Tuesday, we're going to have the discussion of the book, although that might be later. That might be yeah. in a couple of weeks. Because, yes. It might uh, be a little bit later. It maybe might be we'll, a little bit later. Maybe we'll do it between the end of season 15 and then the um, and then all of our recap of Criminal Minds yeah, criminal shows. Yeah. It is really funny. Um, so, yes, we you've already heard us do season 15. We're well aware of that. But we wanted to do a... Re- in Those were first impressions. We're watching it live. One episode, you know, one episode per week. Or two episodes when they did two episodes. Because, wow, did they burn through those episodes. Yeah. Uh, they were not excited to keep having to air Criminal Minds. Which is weird, because they've immediately begged them to come back. But anyway, that's another conversation. Uh, but anyway, the thing that interests me so much, though, right, is we got a ch- we wanted to go back and like take a look at the show like it was a regular episode. So the same way, three episodes per week, like we did all of the other seasons, we did that for season fifteen as well. You're gonna hear that, then you're gonna get five weeks, five weeks of us trying to figure out what the show means. Spoiler alert. One of those weeks is just talking about Spencer Reed for two hours. <laughs> That's not an exaggeration. It is literally nearly two hours of just talking about Spencer Reed and how fascinating he is as a character. So hopefully you'll enjoy that. And then uh, in addition to all the other shows we watch, uh, this show becomes Style Section, the Wise Guy podcast, until new episodes of Criminal Minds start in 2022. Uh, oh, God help us. I know. I'm sorry. I know. I'm so sorry, but it's happening. We can't yeah. we can't pretend we're not all in on this thing. Yeah, we'll watch it. We'll watch it. You know, we we've joked about not watching it, but you know we're going to. Uh so get We ready, are completists. Guys. Unless I die. Unless you die. And then I'll have to find someone else to talk about criminal. <laughs> I mean, you'd think it wouldn't be that hard. It's the most popular, it's one of the most popular shows on television, but uh, I need to find someone else who's a doctor and a psych, you know, and a therapist who wants to talk about criminal minds. That ain't going to be that easy. All right. Uh, So, yeah, I'm saying just because criminal minds is wrapping up doesn't mean we're going anywhere. So So I can't get COVID. You can't get COVID. (laughs) Well, you're getting your, uh, yeah, you're getting I should have my vaccine, vaccine within a couple of weeks. So there I'm, you I'm on two, I'm now within the, the time frame, and okay. I'm also an educator. So but there are two ways in which I should be pretty able to get it. High on the list. Yeah. Soon. 
All right. See, good news. All good news abounds this week. Yes. <laughs> so anyway, uh, if you have any questions for us, if you have any comments, if you'd like to check uh, us to check out any profiling related fiction, please drop us a line at profilingcriminalminds at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Uh, so until next week, I just want to say that uh, thanks for listening. And until then, au revoir. And have a good week. Profiling Criminal Minds is a member of the Kinks Podcasting Network.